the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another episode of the Michelle Tafoya podcast. Have you heard of Tablet? I'm going to tell you what Tablet is. It's online and it is described. I'm going to go right to its little About Us link. So this is how they describe themselves. Tablet is a Jewish magazine about the world. Then they go into what they produce and so forth. But that's really all you need to know. It's a Jewish magazine about the world. And I peruse this now and then because there is some fabulous stuff in tablet, on tablet, what I, I look at it online. And I hear from so many people, gosh, I just don't have a chance to read as much as I'd like to of the news and all this. So I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to make this really easy for you. I'm going to make it listenable and hopefully entertaining. Today's topic, the right way to talk about vaccines, or we could just go on calling each other Hitler forever. That's today's topic coming up. Welcome to the Michelle Tafoya podcast. So I told you Tablet is a Jewish magazine about the world. This article is in their science section by Balaji Srinivasan. I hope I said that right. Srinivasan. Uh, either way, I, Balaji, I hope you'll forgive me for maybe not pronouncing your name correctly. I'll start with this. He says at the very opening, you know who asks questions about vaccines? Students. Teachers, researchers, anyone who's learning about biology asks questions about vaccines. We're all born with immune systems, but we're not born knowing how they work. You know who else asks questions about vaccines? Nazis, supposedly. Some of the people opposing open debate on vaccines claim that discussing the evidentiary justification for mandatory injections is comparable to denying the Holocaust. Now, I started out by telling you this is out of Tablet, which is a Jewish magazine about the world. So I am quoting from this author who is Jewish, and uh, I am going to read this because it is hilarious and fascinating and spot on. Do you notice the two sides just keep calling each other Hitler? No, you're Hitler. No, you're Hitler. No, no, you're Hitler because you deny vaccines. No, you're Hitler because you impose vaccines. Is this really the right way to debate in America? This is what we've devolved to, devolved into, I think is the right way to say that. So I, you're going to really enjoy this article, I, and I hope to give it its proper presentation. I like giving proper presentation, and that starts with my skin. So you want to know the biggest summer secret to great-looking, glowing summer complexion? It's a lot more than just drinking water and putting on your SPF 30. It's having great skincare products, and I get mine from Genucel. So you've got sun, you've got humidity, you've got dehydrated skin covered with dark spots, you've got the puffy bags under the eyes. We all experience this, all but a lucky few. But thankfully, Genucel has the perfect answer. Introducing Genucel's beautifully curated Summer Essentials Package. This is, this is a limited time edition. It includes Genucel's one-of-a-kind ultra retinol super moisturizer that uses a powerful plant extract alternative to retinol, so there are no harsh side effects, and it's perfectly safe to use in the sun. 
Plus, you'll get one of my favorites, Genucel's Classic Skin Care Therapy for Under Eye Bags and Puffiness. Boy, does this stuff work. And Concentrated Vitamin C Serum to nourish your skin for a visibly clear complexion that you're going to get compliments on morning till night. So how do you find it? Go to genucel.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Michelle with one L. Go there right now and get your summer essentials package. And just for the summer, every subscription order includes a customized summer spa gift box absolutely free. Order now and every summer package includes Genucel's immediate effects, also free. And with its immediate effects, results are guaranteed in 12 hours or less, or guess what? Your money back. You've got nothing to lose. Go to Genucel.com slash Michelle, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Michelle. That's Michelle with one L. Genucel.com slash Michelle. There's no debating that Genucel works, <clears throat> and but we could debate it because I encourage debate everywhere in the world. But apparently you can't debate vaccines without being called Hitler, at least according to this article out of Tablet. The author goes on, though it is not like vaccine opponents are uniformly more moderate in their rhetoric because you know who is also being called a Nazi? the medical professionals who believe in vaccines. Some of the people opposing vaccines compared doctors with needles to Joseph Mengele. <laughs> this is the quality of much contemporary discourse around vaccines. It's low quality. But rather than argumentum ad Hitlerum, ad infinitum, let's take a deep breath Calm down and think about a constructive path forward. Wouldn't that be nice? For now. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening, who should call right now? Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. COVID is over, but people are still arguing about it. Perhaps they should because the censorship meant that they couldn't really argue during it. Yeah. Do you remember during COVID? I would go onto Facebook and say, look, I see this author writing a piece about ivermectin or about something else. And he seems to, this author is a doctor and he seems to think this works. What do you think? Oh my gosh. I might've well as gone on and said, you know, uh, like this author said, Oh, the Holocaust never happened. You know, if this is the kind of response that you get, like, like you were stupid, uninformed, you were laughed at, you were belittled, you were called names. And so what does that do? That makes most people not want to talk anymore. That's the idea of name calling in debating, quote unquote debating, because that's not real debate. That's just name calling. And it makes people want to shut up. 
And that's what happened during COVID. Well, now we're supposedly out of COVID. So now we can argue. The late, I'll continue the article. The latest round of politicized tribal skirmishing kicked off earlier this month after Robert F. Kennedy Jr. appeared on the influential Joe Rogan podcast and repeated some of his oft-made claims about the adverse health effects of vaccines. In response, the vaccine scientist, Peter Hotez, himself a former guest on Rogan's podcast, lamented the quote-unquote awful appearance and endorsed an article criticizing Spotify, the platform that hosts the show, for failing to quote stem Joe Rogan's vaccine misinformation. All right. So in a nutshell, Joe Rogan has on Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who's running for president. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. says, I don't like vaccines. We know that. Uh, he said it multiple times throughout his career. And now Spotify is responsible and should slap Joe Rogan's hand and say, you need to quell misinformation. So are opinions misinformation? And once we start shutting down discussion and speech, are we any better than any authoritarian dictatorship? No, we are not. So this is where Hotez got into trouble. That's how the battle lines were drawn by Hotez and his supporters. The good, responsible people are those who support censorship while the bad guys go around spreading, quote unquote, misinformation. Rogan had been stung by previous attempts to cancel his Spotify deal. So he responded assertively, offering to donate, get this, offering to donate $100,000 to charity if Hotez would come on his show and debate RFK Jr. That's an easy sum for Joe Rogan to donate. His donation was matched by dozens of people, including hedge fund magnate Bill Ackerman, tech founder uh, Jai Kwan, and venture capitalist Jason Calacanis. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I'm sorry, Jason. Till the purse reached a total of $2.6 million, demonstrating a surprising level of counter-elite support for public debate on this topic. So Joe Rogan says, I'll donate $100,000 to charity, Hotez, if you'll come on and debate this with, with RFK Jr. And a bunch of people go, oh, I'll do that. Annie up. I, I, I match. I got you. I, I got, got another hundred thousand. I'll throw that in. A bunch of people are saying, I, I want to hear this debate. If you're so upset, Dr. Hotez, here's a platform. And by the way, Joe Rogan said, I, there's no time limit. You can talk for as long as you want. And people wanted to see this. Clearly, $2.6 million was pledged as the purse for this thing to go to charity. Let's find out what happened next. However, despite starting this fight and despite his past appearance on Rogan, Hotez declined to engage. Instead, he retreated to MSNBC to give sound bites on how bad sound bites are. <laughs> his backers in legacy media outlets likewise wrote pieces discussing how bad it was for non-experts to discuss vaccines outside the confines of a peer-reviewed publication oblivious to the irony that they themselves were non-experts discussing vaccines outside the confines of peer-reviewed publications. <laughs> so that's where we've landed. The article continues. Two tribes that just yell at each other from their own redoubts. As I've written elsewhere, I'm skeptical that this impasse gets resolved. 
I think it just gets worse. But let me nevertheless sketch out a way that it could be resolved if we have the political will to pursue a better path forward. Do we have the political will? I'm asking now to pursue a better path forward. Do we have it? Because right now you've got Hotez saying, oh, how irresponsible of Spotify and Joe Rogan to let RFK Jr. on his platform and say what he wanted to say. All right. Here's $2.6 million for charity, Dr. Hotez. Come on. Come on the show with RFK Jr. and let's talk about it. Let's debate it. How hard can that be if you truly believe in your side of the debate and you're confident in your arguments and you have the opportunity to help donate $2.6 million to charity. But instead you go on MSNBC. All right. So this gentleman, this author of tablet has a, has another way forward. He says, first I'm as pro biotech as it gets. If you want legacy credentials, I have them. I hate listing this stuff, but here it goes. I'm a PhD who taught bioinformatics at Stanford was named to MIT's TR 35 I don't know what that means, published 20 plus papers in genomics, co-founded a successful diagnostics company, and have profitably backed a wide variety of biotech companies from tiny startups to multi-billionaire do- multi-billion dollar unicorns. Moreover, I was sticking my neck out to raise the alarm on COVID back in early 2020 when establishment journalists were appealing to authority and calling anyone who even mentioned it paranoid racists. I was calling for funding vaccines before most people even saw the coronavirus as a problem. And I believe that the mRNA vaccines used for COVID are an incredible technical achievement. But after three years of official misinformation, I completely understand why people are distrustful of the U.S. establishment on the pandemic. We've just seen too many Orwellian U-turns from insisting that masks don't work to making them mandatory. From claiming the lab leak theory was crazy to admitting it's possible to take any assertion of faith at this point. In God we trust, all others must bring data. Otherwise, we're enthralled to the other big thing Eisenhower warned about, not just the military industrial complex, but the scientific technological elite. Damn, is he right about this? Quote, in holding scientific research and discovery in respect, as we should, We must also be alert to the equal and opposite danger that public policy could itself become the captive of a scientific technological elite. Doesn't that kind of sound like what we just experienced? He talks about all the Orwellian U-turns. I'm going to trust the scientists, your neighbors said. They had signs in their front yard saying, in Fauci we trust. Oh. The guy that told you masks were no good in order to preserve them for the medical industry and then told you to cover up and then said, I wear two, three, three masks and don't go to the beach. That's who you trust. Let's see how that worked out. After all, most people aren't card carrying scientists, but they are now very directly downstream of scientists making decisions on their behalf. It's completely reasonable to ask questions before taking a mandatory injection. What happened to my body, my choice? Exactly. All the people running around saying my body, my choice, but damn it, you get that injection come hell or high water. Do it. Because if you don't, you're selfish and you don't care about others. (laughs) That's 
Uh, what happened to my body, my choice? And if you can't question the decisions of professors that you didn't elect who have career tenure and who can't be fired, is that really a democracy? Yeah, here comes a professor. You didn't elect Dr. Fauci. But you're going to believe everything he said and, and follow his mandates come hell or high water? Thing is, contrary to the caricature, much vaccine resistance in the U.S. came from ordinary people. I know a bunch of them. For example, many of the vaccine hesitant early on were African-Americans who have long criticized the health system and who saw the shadow of Tuskegee in the COVID shot. And almost 50 percent of civil servants were hesitant to take the vaccine at one point. This shows how deep the skepticism was. Whatever the establishment did left millions of people unconvinced. Again, I think this is an irreparable cleavage that has more to do with tribes than vaccines. But let's pretend it's a scientific issue. How could we address it? There are at least at least three approaches, he says. The first is to just do whatever the establishment says. To call anyone with questions a conspiracy theorist. To refuse debate. To demonize them as individuals. This is called trusting the science, quote unquote. The second approach is to do the opposite of whatever the establishment says. If they say that a virus causes disease, well, by tarnation, you're against the germ theory of disease itself. This is Carl Sagan's demon haunted world where people conclude that because if so many establishment scientists have been corrupted, that we must distrust science itself. The third approach isn't to blindly trust the science nor to distrust the science, but to replicate the science. Here's what an imaginary vaccine debate might look like between a vaccine proponent and a skeptic from the perspective of a proponent. First, review the so-called observational studies. These are population-level studies where you compare the health outcomes of vaccinated and unvaccinated people across different cohorts by age, gender, ethnicity, vaccine type, virus strain, and the like, and see what the graphs look like. The data should show better outcomes for vaccinated people relative to the non-vaccinated. It should be explained in the simplest possible language. And all raw data should be made publicly available for reanalysis, perhaps with suitable anonymization, which is actually supposed to already be scientific convention. Number two, then if people still disagree, maybe you can conduct what is called a challenge trial, where group A opts into being exposed to live virus and group B to getting the vaccine. Of course, this involves risks, but this is actually what science is, namely controlled experiments, and this is already being done de facto at the level of society as a whole with millions of people exposing themselves to a live virus. So for those who truly believe that exposure to the vaccine is worse than exposure to COVID itself, this would be the experiment to resolve it. Just as military volunteers take calculated risks for society's defense, the people volunteering for a challenge trial would take a risk for the benefit of society's health. And by the way, we've had some of those people on this show who were in the vaccine trials. One particular, the J&J &J trial, it did not go well for her. 
It did not go well for her. But that's just one vaccine. Finally, it's a bit sci-fi, but maybe you can eventually do something with what are called organoids, where you don't need to expose an individual to either live virus or vaccine right away. The idea is that you take a tissue sample, use it to establish a patient-derived organoid, and test your drugs on that, like taking a microscopic bit of skin and using it as a proxy for the patient themselves. The author concludes, I know this is getting technical, but that's good. It starts putting us into the realm of scientific discussion as befits a serious matter of public health. Of course, others might propose a different debate structure, and that's fine too. So why don't we take an approach like this? Don't let anyone tell you it's because of science, as if denouncing Joe Rogan for clicks was more scientific than running experiments. Rather, it's because everything is tribal warfare now and every issue is politicized. Even if it should be positive sum, like a dispassionate matter of public health, the issue is made negative sum. Yet the genuinely scientific option is still on the table. The respectful discussion and the reproducible experiment. Or... You know, everyone can just call each other Hitler forever. This is a tremendous piece of writing. I hope I did it credit. The right way to talk about vaccines. Again, that's out of Tablet Magazine. Um, some of you who are on Twitter may see Dr. Hotez dodging and juking and jiving every offer to debate RFK Jr., I don't get it. It's like the woman who wrote the 1619 Project, not willing to debate it with others who disagree with her. And speaking of debates, we're going to have a guest on James Fishback. We had him on previously. He's coming on again to talk about how debate in high school is being manipulated. Debate being manipulated. How did we get here? And are we going to let this continue? whenever I hear a presidential candidate speak and criticize another one, I don't care who it is. I yearn for debate. I, I, I want to say, wait, Trump, you can't say that about DeSantis until DeSantis is there to answer for himself. Now, obviously he can say whatever he wants. They both can, but don't you want to see them answer one another? This is what this article is talking about. The right way to discuss the vaccines. Rather than just pointing at each other and saying racist, homophobe, transphobe, xenophobe, Hitler, let's talk. We need much more of it. Thanks for listening to the Michelle Tafoya podcast. As always, be brave, have a debate, and do good, as most debating does. We'll see you next time. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.